Jay, we're sitting here in the cafeteria of what's left of the Triskelion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of drafty here. Very you know, drafty. After the events of uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Jay, we're here to talk about Civil War. And I actually found a Coca-Cola machine that was left in a helicarrier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's the flavoring on that one? Mm, kind of old. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was made in, what, 2014? Well, a bullet went through it, so. Oh, it's yeah. All right. It's all right. I have a Dr. Pepper from across <laughs> the street. It, it's got a weird skull-looking yeah. marking on it. Oh, well. Who, who needs foreshadowing? <laughs> oh, man. We're we're what five days away from uh, five days away from the most epic movie that's supposedly going to be the biggest blockbuster hit of the summer. I I think so, possibly. I think so, yeah. So far, uh, Kevin Smith has said this is possibly the best superhero movie ever made. That's Kevin Smith, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't agree with him a hundred percent. I mean, like I can say it is going to be good. Yeah, it is way better than Batman versus Superman, which we oh, already yes. we already guessed before. Yes. Yeah. Now. Being that this is coming up, I've also saw the X Men trailer too, which was I think it's just it's oh, yeah. just up there too. Yeah. So yeah, about damn time, yeah. about damn time, we're excited for something like yeah. This. So yeah, we'll get to that on the regular. Yeah, we'll get here. that, yeah. which will probably be tomorrow. Bro, hopefully we'll get everyone in yeah. here to finally. We skipped over the month of April somehow. Yeah, we but, did. Uh, we'll we'll get that ball rolling. Believe it or not, a couple of people have been asking like when when will the next one be? So I was like, oh, well, yeah. we're doing a. It's like everybody's always asking me about Civil War. So I was like, we're finally going to get to do yeah. what we were talking to do. Uh, Civil War special. Yes. So um, this is all what uh, you're pretty much going to go over the groundworks of what Civil War is. Yes. Um, I don't know. Do you think we should have like a spoiler cast as well of Civil um, War? Maybe. I mean, well, we're, yeah. we're all going to see it. I mean, yeah, we're, we we're will. definitely going to yeah. see it. But um I guess, yeah. I, could, I guess yeah, we can we'll, have a spoiler cast. We'll have to find a way how to do that. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, this is just the groundworks of what uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is based on. And uh, since, you know, you're deep within the comics and know mm-hmm. what's going to go on. So mm-hmm. why don't you just go ahead and just, just start at the beginning? Okay. So let's get down to brass tacks. They took this from basically Mark Miller's storyline. Basically, I don't know if he had any they had any permission of anything to use the storyline, but we kind of, I kind of was thinking, you know, when they were coming up with, uh, we're just soldier, what they were going to lead to. And I thought maybe it was going to lead into the death of captain America. Mm-hmm. But then lo and behold, they give a civil war and you're like, Whoa, okay. Okay. A hell yeah. of a good storyline yeah. in the Marvel universe as far as comics. Go. So the basically the groundwork is basically, I think the story, just like any other book you read, is totally different from the movie. Oh, yes. It goes way deeper, and it gets way more personal. Right. But I have a feeling that I think that the movie, just because I I know the storyline to this comic, and I know what's going to happen, I don't think that maybe, I have this bad feeling that I don't think the movie is going to grab me as much as it did in the books. Oh, really? Like, I think that the subplot is a little bit too light. Yeah. Because when you read the comic, it gets deep. Like, I mean, it, it, you actually sit there and ponder, like, damn. Like, damn. It's- two iconic characters, Captain America and Iron Man, basically have a mutual understanding in some things. But a similar if, goal, would you say? Similar goal yeah. to be the hero. But have always had... Things that they, you know, they're basically milk Co- and oil. 
salt. Contrasting ideologies. Yes, and that's a good way to put it. Exactly. There's always that, and it's always deep down, and you know, and it gets really personal sometimes. You know, (laughs) that it really irks them. Right. You know, it's 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 like wow. You know, it's not like a mutual understanding. Whereas you've always had like Kirk and Spock. You know, Kirk and Spock always came to logic in their in things. They always saw eye to eye. Right. Well, I think they had bones for that. They had bones. That's, that's that another. Was, yeah, that was the catalyst between them that you don't know, understand. Yeah. Or, you know, you had like Ray, I mean, you had Venkman and Egon, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it was just comedic fun, you know, yeah. but they always had that one track, you know. Right. Cap and Bucky are just, I mean, Cap and um, Iron Man are just two separate things. Right. And, right. you know, sometimes there's not that catalyst in between. Yeah. Well, then again, they have like two very different upbringings of what, you know, where they came from. Mm hmm. That is very true. So let's go into right now. So let's do the story, and then we're going to compare and see what it's like to the movie, and what okay. we think the movie is going to be like, what we kind of already kind of well, do. Let's say this is a part one, and then the spoiler cast will be part two. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so part one, basically, this is the ground works for the comic book, if you haven't already read this. Pick it up, please. It's a really good story. It's a seven-part series written by Mark Miller and, of course, uh, Steve McCain, uh, Dexter Vines, and uh, Maury Holloway, which were which did a hell of a good job in this yeah. comic. I thought they did a. I thought this was longer too. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Basically, the main storyline is seven parts, but there are so many tie-in comics that tell the nitty-gritty parts that mm. the in-betweeners like there's frontline basically you saw through the eyes of mr ben um ulrich and uh by a girl by the name of uh sally something i forgot basically they're two journalists and they're just seeing it through the eyes of the journalists you mm. know like what's going on they interview even certain people even low-level superheroes during this conflict that's going on which is civil war and then there's a sub, you know, other people's individual storylines going on right there. Like uh, Wolverine had his own in the Civil War, because at this point in uh, Wolverine's, you know, career, he's a new Avenger and he's also X Men still. Hmm. So he's he's got some tying in this as well as well as the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and a couple other people. But like I said, these tie ins are just like in between. So if you want to get the whole nitty gritty storyline. It really messes with you because you're like, wow, like you, you hear finally, uh, like the main storyline is like the main conflict, but everything in between is what gets you. And you're like, damn. Mm. And I've read the in-betweeners and I was like, whew. So would you say that this is uh, equal to or even bigger than the complexity of Secret Wars? It, oh man. Uh, so I feel like Secret Wars is like a massive undertaking. Like I feel like you're going to have to watch like. If you want to watch the Lost or Lost the TV show, mm. I feel like that's just like a giant time-consuming process. I might have to agree with you on that. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm thinking like you know, Secret Wars. You would have to get really nitty gritty and work in this thing up. Mm. I mean, it's basically going to be. Well, I don't know. It, it, it's taking its part. I don't know why they call it a Secret Wars. But I figure that it, it, they just should have just called it the, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity mm, War, which is okay. basically what it is, you know? Okay. You know, so, but Secret Wars, in a sense, there was two different ones. There was one where they were just thrown into a battle world just to see who was what, what, and who okay. was going to win this. The actual Secret Wars, which changed everything in the comic book universe, got really, really deep, very, very intimate. It went back to so many things, and 
basically had the chance for Marvel to rewrite everything and even get rid of characters that just weren't hitting it at the time right now, like the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like the Fantastic Four after Future Foundation and the storylines that led up, you know, they saw a little decrease in their comic sales. So it was kind of hard for Marvel to kind of sell them anymore. Hmm. So when Secret Wars came out, it was kind of Marvel's way of, you know, putting them on the back shelf. No. There's still a chance, you know, somewhere down the line, somebody will pick up Fantastic Four. I sure hope so. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, right now, I mean, they're there. They're still in the universe, but they're, if you haven't read it, there's, there's a line. I kind of already told you what, what, what was up with yeah. Fantastic yeah. Four, yeah. which is pretty cool, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> Civil War Part 1 basically starts off as a reality TV show. There's huh. a group by the name of the New Warriors, and basically what they are, just a bunch of like B-class uh, heroes. Not some of them, you know, with powers, some of them not, just enhanced abilities and stuff like that. TV show that going on, taking on and taking like same kind of low, low-level villains as themselves, B-class villains. Like, okay, you know, don't really know the not ready for prime time. Not ready for prime yeah. time. You know, not one of the guys that everybody's going. Oh, you know, <laughs> like you know, main guy like cap or anything like right, that right. or dr doom so anyway it starts off as a reality tv show in a place that is called a um it's uh, stanford connecticut and they happen to come across this house where a bunch of these b-class villains are lending and they're gonna you know it's just kind of like quit justice or something like that you know see them catching this thing well little did they know there was a couple of them villains that weren't really b-class that were actually very powerful one of them by the name of nitro now, if you don't know, Nitro has has some dealings with a lot, pretty much with the X Men. Has the hmm. ability to and give off nuclear, you know, give off a nuclear blast if you wanted to. Okay, and he's very dangerous. You know, he basically can immense this nuclear immense pulse and just destroy everything. Okay, so they underestimate him. They go in and raid the house, and in the middle of this, one of the guys by the name of Speedball, who's just basically he's kind of like. A, Kind of like Quicksilver with a B-rated Quicksilver, you know. He's just, you know, he ends up fighting with Nitro, ends up cannoning him outside, and he ends up running away from the building as the cameras are watching. They get close to, like, a schoolyard, and that's where they end up getting a confrontation. Speedball ends up fighting with Nitro, and Nitro, in the last act of desperation, detonates himself. Oh, wow. So much that it totally annihilates everything within this i don't know couple 200 city blocks which is pretty damn freaking horrible 600 casualties and above all that i think like 60 kids in that square oh, was this in like new york or in stanford connecticut oh, connecticut, oh, connecticut. Yeah. so word gets out you know big casualty you know new warriors stupid idea stupid tv show meta humans mutants or superheroes involved Mm -hmm. and at this point you finally see a cleanup crew which consists of they're called uh i forgot what the group they were called basically the avengers and x-men get called in as kind of like a search and rescue and cleanup crew and they just find out what's going on Mm -hmm. and you just see this devastation and it shows you know cap and iron man and all of them just you know lurking around and you're just seeing you know the burned down buildings and you're seeing the corpses of these people and it's very, very, very moving, and it's it's freaking horrible, hmm. as you can see right now. Oh yes, from the book, and so they're just kind of wondering like what's going on, and everybody tells them, "Oh, it was the new warriors that did it," and who's going to be held responsible? So 
as the days go on, you know, everybody's kind of like, man, you know, that was a stupid move. There was even, a Spider-Man was even questioning, you know, like, that was a stupid move. Like, the New Wars knew what they were getting into. But yet, they didn't take any precaution to know what kind of villains they were dealing with. Right. So, at this point, people are pissed. You know, like, who's going to be held responsible for stuff like that? You know, do we blame the heroes for, for doing this? Or do we blame the heroes for not being there? Or what? And... It comes to the part where national, you know, Tony Stark has to put on a suit and tie and you know acknowledge of what actually happened there, and the lady, who is the mother of one of the kids that died, that comes up and spits in his face and saying it's your fault, you know, this is all you guys' fault. This is why, you know, who's who's going to be held responsible? No one's nothing's going to be able to replace the death of my son, and at this point, Tony is like. He takes it to heart, like, damn, like, wow. Huh. Like, wh- who wouldn't feel like that? You know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I could have done something, but I didn't. So it cuts to a news broadcast of where, you know, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. Uh, She-Hulk, is on T- CNN, and she's being interviewed, and she's like, you know, all of a sudden this thing comes up about the Superhuman Registration Act, which is actually in the movie. I think it's kind of a registration act. Yeah, the Sokovia Accord. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's a different name, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Basically, what it is is a law that's passed that all mutants are to be registered so that everybody can be accounted for, you know, names, identity, what kind of powers they can do so that if anything ever is to happen, you know, they're the ones to be held responsible. Right. Which is pretty funny because Disney already came out with a movie like that. That was called... The Incredible. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. Take the Incredible storyline and put it in this Marvel universe. That's exactly what happened. Hmm. So, except Incredibles, everybody ended up getting sued, you know, right. and everybody goes into hiding, which is kind of the same thing. So, at this point, you know, she gives her own opinion and stuff like that, and a big old meeting has to happen at the Baxter building. All the heroes are there, basically talking about what's going on, what this registration act is going to do. And Tony is all for it. Like, yeah, we need we need to be put in check. We need to, you know, be registered. So, yeah, we have to be held responsible for stuff like that. Cap saw it as a sense of, of a right of freedom. He's always been pro-freedom and everything. He saw it as being some civil right, you know. Yeah. That's every guy giving us a right not to do that. There's people that need this, you know, there's so many heroes out there that need to keep these their identity sealed because of mm-hmm. the people that they either put away or something like that because have families involved or close ones close by. You put that you put this out on public record, they're basically a target for everything, you know? Right. And Cap didn't want any part of it. And at this point it's it's already been a couple months and they're already gonna sign it. Like it's just like it just happened instantly because of what happened. No negotiation, the law was passed. So basically on a certain date at midnight, everybody is to be registered. And anybody within after midnight that has it registered basically becomes public enemy number one. Hmm. And at this point, Maria Hill is in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, Nick Fury is in hiding due to, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the storyline was before this, but he's in hiding. Everybody assumes that Nick Fury's dead. Just kind of like what every comic book is, you know. (laughs) He's in this, but he's not really, he's mentioned, but he's not really in it. So, Hmm. you know, at this point, he's just doing whatever he's, Nick Fury does, you know, I don't know. And so she's left in charge and she basically brings Cap on board the helicarrier. To kind of just tell him that you know these these accords are going to happen. This this law is passed, 
and it ends up getting into a big old Shauna match between him and Maria Hill. But here Maria Hill is actually using a plot to capture him. So at this point, Cap smells it like, yeah, no way. And he leaves and he ends up taking up a whole bunch of shit. Just imagine Winter Soldier. Ends up going right. through all of these guys, even knocking Maria Hill out, <laughs> jumping out of the helicarrier. And from there on, Cap is marked public enemy number one. Uh-huh. And at this point, she contacts Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's like, damn, damn it. You know, why couldn't you just wait till I got there to negotiate? Because now, with all this is going, as uh, emotion now, they have their leader. And it has to be Captain America. Damn yeah. it. Damn it. Yeah. Now we have people that will resist because they have their leader now. And then mm-hmm. who else other than Captain America? And at this point, it starts questioning people. And right here, lines are being drawn, and everybody's like, you know, either pro or against. And usually the main people that are pro are just people that are really close to Tony, like uh, Reed Richards, uh, Hank mm-hmm. Pym, um, Spider-Man, you know, Jennifer Walters, uh, close people with Caps, you know, Hulk. Um, now, Hulk's not really here. He's actually doing Planet Hulk in, around this time. Oh, okay. So, like... Uh, the Falcon, who's been a good friend of his, you know, from day one. Daredevil. Um, Luke Cage, who was actually pro-registration. Um, you'll see, like, Iron Fist. You'll see uh, Miss Marvel, who was actually for Tony Stark. At this point, Tony Stark's got a lot of pull. And at this point, mm. Cap doesn't really have that money alliances because everybody is like, you know, maybe we should be put in check. And it gets really deep because you kind of feel bad for Cap. Like, damn, he doesn't really have anybody, you know? Right. So that's basically what wraps up, you know, part one. And basically it ends with Cat being public enemy number one and escaping out of, you know, this. And, of course, all of this breaks out. Now you start to see human people starting to take sides. They're either against or pro. And, you know, because people, either people that have been saved by them or people that are just in it, like, you know, yeah, they should be held responsible. They they blew down my building. This is my business. Like right, that. right. Or there's people that are like, no, they shouldn't because they saved me or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So now it's not only dividing the world and the people amongst it, it's dividing the very essence of the Marvel Universe. Mm. And this is like the biggest all out, like, damn, like, wow. It gets so bad. You have friends turning on friends and even family turning on family. Oh, wow. And so that's basically, that's the main plot of the story. So compared to the movie, the teams are kind of different. Oh, yeah. They lot, are very different. A much smaller cast, I would I would think. A lot yeah. smaller cast. Now, there was a dream thing that I've always thought. And, you know, I always thought maybe they were going to do Civil War. If any Hollywood movies wanted to make a lot of money, you could have involved the X-Men. This would have been so great. <laughs> you know, it would have, I mean, make this all at war. Like, I mean, I see the little fight between them on the previews. You know, it's at the this airport. Yeah. Just imagine, like, all the people from, like, the Netflix series all in there. Just <laughs> yeah. a huge battle. Like, wow, you know. That does sound amazing. It yeah. does sound amazing. Yeah. But it's never going to happen. Of know? course, yeah. You know, it's never going to happen. Or maybe you can. Maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Jessica Jones or Luke Cage in there somewhere. Yeah, that'd be great. So, that wraps up part one. Part two, basically... This is where lines are fine, or alliances are starting to come together. Alliances and a lot of a lot more drama that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if there's going to be. I know there's going to be a lot of drama, and but basically, you already know the storyline is different. So basically, 
in a movie it involves Bucky. Something that happens, maybe something he does. Yeah. So that's the motive, right? Maybe there. he was framed by someone. Maybe he was framed. Yeah. You never know. But at this point, you know, Bucky's brainwashed. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, so right there it's different. Or is Straight he? off the bat. Or is he? Or is he? Exactly. So the beginning part of the second comic book begins with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. actually trying to track down and find Captain America. And at this point, they're starting to register people and act as about maybe a few hours from being active. So they're even starting to do this with villains. And even villains are starting to be like, oh, shit, like, do we have to register? Like, <laughs> it's even starting to freak them out. So at this point, there's I'm, I'm, a... I'm just imagining Dr. Doom going to a website and going to, like, meetingregistrationact.org mm-hmm. and trying to fill that exactly. thing out. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Because in one of the comic books, it shows a little glimpse of it, and he's sitting there watching this on TV, and he's just, like, got this blank look on his face, like... Uh-huh. And you're kind of wondering, like, say something. But, you know, it's in a comic book, but he's just sitting there. And I think at one point, he doesn't have to say anything. I think I just, in deep, d- inside, Doom is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, really? Like, wow. So getting back to that. So they started to track down. There's a lot of villains being rounded up and from a small group. Like, wow, like, all of a sudden, the vulture is being apprehended. He's being, you know, apprehended by police and stuff like that. So they know that there's a group doing all this and everybody's like it's it's captain america you know he's right. he's doing his job yeah but maria hill's like well this is this is like how many villains within a couple hours like there's no way that even cap as good as he is can do this by himself he's obviously got help mm-hmm. so now they know damn he's got alliances now mm-hmm. so as that continues and you see that going on you know it cuts to where as you can see right there, see the vulture tied up. It cuts to Reed, and it's going to the Baxter building, and Reed is basically working on something. And at this point, Reed is totally pro, you know, he's totally pro the Registration Act. And he's, Sue is in there, and he's talking, you know, and Sue's asking, what are you doing? And stuff like that. Oh, I'm working on stuff with Tony, and we need to get, uh, we need to get stuff going. And he goes, well, what is it? She said, well, I can't tell you. So Sue's like, well, okay, well, you know, that's just Reed being Reed. And Reed's got his motives. Even Hank, you know, they all got their motives. They're just, they're the smartest guys in the world. Why are they going to stick together? Right. You know, why, why not? So you're starting to see how bad this law is starting to take effect, not only between them, but between people. Cut to a scene where Johnny Storm is out on the night out of town taking his girlfriend out. You see a couple of riders come up to the club where he's at with his girlfriend and start harassing him, saying that, you know, they're calling him a baby killer. They're calling him this, like, you're, you know, you're a superhero. You should be held this. You should be put in charge. All of a sudden, somebody comes out and knocks him out. And before you know it, everybody just beats the hell out of Johnny Storm. Oh, wow. Put him in the hospital, unconscious. Now everybody's, like, freaking out, like, damn, now people are starting to retaliate. Like, what are we going to do? So Sue is very distraught. You know, her brother got attacked. And now every, at this point, Sue is like totally with her husband. Like, yeah, maybe we need to because this is getting out of hand. So oh, let me see. Where, where does this go from here? I think I see a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference oh. on that <laughs> CD in this on comic. The, on the CD? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I caught that too. <laughs> so basically, you cut you know ties to 
the Daily Bugle. Now, the Daily Bugle is having a ball with this because of what's going on. But J. Jonah Jameson himself has still always had this suspicion about Spider-Man and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's always, I don't know what he's got to beef against Spider-Man, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, they even asked J. Jonah, what do you think about this? And J. Jonah Jameson is like, well, maybe it's about time. You know, you know, Spider-Man can't be the only menace. Do you think Spider-Man will sign up? And he goes, well, he better. You know, And all of a sudden, who should fly by the window but Spider-Man? And just to be like, you know, he's just like joking with J. Jonah Jones. Like, damn it, you know. And then it flips to, you know, where Stark is talking to, I think it's either Reed or Hank. And they're in there. And this look on Tony Stark's face as they're sitting there having a couple cocktails. And you can see this look of worry on Tony Stark's face. And he's even questioning, did I do the right thing? Is this the right thing that I'm holding myself up for? And it's less than 15 minutes away from the act being passed, and it's showing on Times Square, a countdown meter. All of a sudden, zero. The act is in place. Cut to a scene to where you have one of the new Avengers by the name of Patriot, who just basically recently stopped a mugging just like a few minutes ago before the clock struck 12, mm-hmm. and is now being chased by S.H.I.E.L.D. people. And he's totally bulletproof. They're trying to apprehend him, and he's on the run, and he is trying to get away. And before you know it, he does end up getting captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're being transported. All the people that he was with that were in the hideout are being transported in this little bus on the way to town. At this point, Cap is totally underground. Like, no one knows where he's at or what he's doing. All of a sudden, cut to a scene on the road where one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents is talking to a new recruit. And he even asked him, like, what do you think about, you think what we're doing is right? And the person's like, no, I don't think it's so. I think it's, you know, ludicrous. I see it as a, a waste of time. And mutants and superheroes just have every rise, anybody in the, in the planet. Right. And the guy goes off like, no, you're ludicrous. And all of a sudden, you happen to look over and the dude gets punched out of the wall. Who do you guys <laughs> do you think that is? That's Captain America. <laughs> Captain America and cut to a scene where, you know, Daredevil is talking to a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent too somewhere. They don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden you see Daredevil. Okay, we're ready. And here to find out, Cap is breaking out the the young Avengers. They teleport them and they take them back to one of Nick Fury's many hideouts somewhere over there. So now Cap's building his team. And at this point, you know, word gets out like, damn it. You know, Cap saved the young Avengers Mm -hmm. and it pisses everybody. It pisses Maria here off. You know, and it's freaking everybody out, and everybody's like going ludicrous, like, okay, well, it's the Young Avengers, and like, it's not a really big team. We shouldn't fear, you know, what Captain America's doing. And I are the Great Lake Avengers mentioned at all? That comes later. Oh, really? That will definitely come later. So at this point, you know, Tony gets word about this, but Tony is getting ready to appear in front of public. He's getting ready to appear in front of public. News broadcasts all over the world. And while this rescue mission is on temp, one of the young Avengers is turning on the TV and all of a sudden catches the eye and everybody's like, look, look what's on TV. And on TV, you see Tony Stark addressing the media and he goes, you know, we need this act and I totally support this act. But I believe that you shouldn't take my word on it, but I think you should take somebody else's word on it. In comes (laughs) Spider-Man and his classic Spider-Man outfit, (laughs) who is totally with Tony Stark behind this. Mm -hmm. And to prove that this is not a gimmick, he comes out and everybody, and it cuts to a cutscene where there's so many people. The X-Men are watching. You know, a couple of uh, Spider-Man's villains are watching. 
the new Avengers watching Tony Stark, everybody is just like in dead silence. And he all of a sudden it's like he puts to it, he goes, as most of you probably know, I have, you know, gotten my secret identity carefully for the years. And it's only after a long time with my wife and family that I to take this following step. See, the Registration Act gives us a choice that we can continue the trend that Captain America advocates that people with power comes great, that can come greatly unchecked. Or superheroes might go legitimately earn back their, they want to earn back basically their, their spec of the public, you know, stuff like that. Right. And even at this point, the Daily Bugle is watching. And guess who's watching? <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. And at one point, like, Jay, you are you watching this? And Jonah James is like, shh, shh. And before you know it, there's a picture of Peter Parker getting ready to pull off the mask. I'm not wearing my old mask because I'm ashamed of it. I'm proud of who I am, and I'm here to prove to you here and now, my name is Peter Parker, and I've been Spider-Man since I'm 15 years old. <laughs> Cut flash to J. Jonah Jameson. Blank look on his face fainted. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how it ends. I am Spider-Man. And at this point, the world is in shock. Like, wow. For a guy like Spider-Man that kept his identity so secret to do something like that, like, wow. Like, that's, that's, that's even crazy. And at this point, there's another part in the, in the comic where Cap is looking and Cap's got this look of disgust on his face. Like, I never would have expected him to do that. Like, never. So now the plot thickens. (laughs) This is crazy, 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 crazy. So what do you think of the story so far? It's amazing, man. This is this is far deeper than expected. I I really want to read this now. Yeah. You know, I'm only giving like little bits and pieces in it. There's like still nitty gritty stuff, and I'm sorry that you know John's not talking so much because I'm basically telling the story. It's probably going to be like this for a while until we get to you know. (laughs) That's totally fine, man. Yeah, until we get to the you know how it's going to compare to the movie. But so far, it's totally different right now. Right. It's right. so different. So in part three, basically comes the tide turner. And basically, this is the recruitment of people. Now, this battle is coming together. And basically, you cut to the scene in the very beginning. It goes back to the flashback of what he did and what Peter Parker had did and media. So now you cut to a scene where Reed Richards is in Wakanda. And he is talking to T'Challa. So you right away know this is the recruitment. So now he goes to T'Challa asking for help. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And T'Challa, always being the neutral guy that he is, says, like, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved because I got my own affairs to do with here in Wakanda. You know, I'm the king. I have to do what I have to do. So Reed is like, well... So is that a no? He goes, well, I'm not saying no or yes, but I guarantee you I'm not going to take either one side. So Rhea was like, okay, all right, well, you know, stuff like that. And at one point of disgust, you know, T'Challa's looking at Reed like, so while all this is happening, he goes, how's Johnny? And, you know, Reed's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I guess he's okay. T'Challa being a wholesome guy is like, well, maybe you should check with your wife. Like, aren't you worried about your family? And at one point, Ree's like, damn, well, okay, you know, whatever, you know, just walks mm-hmm. away. That's just, you see a different side to Reed in this story. Like, you know, once Reed has got some in his mind, that's what he sticks with. 
that's pretty much his attitude, mm-hmm. you know. And it's pretty sad when you see that because you know it's like wow, Reed's just more, you know, evolved in this thing than he is about his own family and stuff like that. Cut to another scene where you see Tony Stark now meeting with Emma Frost at the X Men School for Gifted Youngsters. <laughs> he's sitting with, you know, he's sitting with Emma Frost, and they're sitting there having a cup of tea, doing his little genius playboard debonair flirting with her right. and stuff like that scott's on assignment so she's not there so they're both in charge though so he asks you know he asks her for help and if they will, the x-men won't be willing to take on his side so i'm a frost gives him this look at this because i don't think the x-men should be involved in this and tony kind of takes it as a threat like why not you know and she goes well let's put it this way tony where was the avengers when genosha was attacked when we needed help, when we needed all this, where were the Avengers? Like, I, we didn't even get so much as a, you know, sympathy, you know, when our people were getting slaughtered. So I believe that, you know, it's no point in us taking anybody's side when no one was there for us. So Tony was like, is that a threat? She's like, it's not a threat. It's just plain fact. And, you know, in a comic book history, in the comic book references in Marvel, there's always heated between Avengers and X-Men. You know, it really is, which eventually leads to A versus X, which is a really good storyline as well. But but she goes, I'll, I'll make it prove to you that not, no one from the X-Men is going to take anybody's side. You know, we're just going to stay neutral about this. But little do we know, there's one person on Cap's team that everybody's freaked out that already joined his team before. He's got Cable on his side. Oh. So before Tony Stark's ready to leave and, you know, Happy is with him, and out of the bushes pops somebody out that says, hey, Tony, can we talk? And it's Bishop. <laughs> and, you know, Bishop and Cable have this undisputed hate for each other at this point. So even though what Emma Frost said, you know, so one X, he got one X-Men, and it's basically Bishop. So mm-hmm. because only because Cable is in there, and he's with, you know, Capside. So cut scene to another one where Cap is now at a diner with, yeah, he's with Hercules. He's with uh, he's with Daredevil. He's with Falcon, and they basically got these new identities. Like Captain America is now like a mall cop security, <laughs> and like Hercules is like some construction worker and stuff like that. But they're uh-huh. in this cafe having coffee, like anyways. But this is the only way they get to do their job that they've been doing from day one: stopping muggers, helping people out, mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of like Superman, wear the suit and tie, and when time calls, you know, change your rip it off, rip it off, going to clothes. Yeah. So. They're they're doing this, doing it low key, still doing what they have to do, and all of a sudden word gets out that there's a chemical fire at this chemical plant, and there's a bunch of people there and stuff like that. So they rush into the scene, and Cable is the one that gives them the info. So they all go. So Cap's team is all there, here to find out like there's nobody there, and they're like, well, what's going on? Cable looking through the thing, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wait a minute, this is owned by Stark. This is Stark property. <laughs> Bam, rival of Stark. And his troops. Finally, the first confrontation between Cap and Iron Man right there. And it turns out into the first fight ever. And you've mm-hmm. seen superheroes going at each other, which is amazing, freaking crazy <laughs> battle that's happening in front of your eyes. So you got like, who do you have? You have like Cable going against Bishop. You have like uh, Cap, he's, he's fighting um, 
he's finding a I forgot who he's finding. He's kind of finding a couple of people like he can check it out right here. And at one point it finally get, ends up being, you know, Cap, you know, finding one on one with Iron Man. And at this point, Iron Man is just laying it to Cap and he is just totally demolishing him. So in the movie, I don't know, maybe we'll see. I hope we get more than a stupid one single fight than in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I want to see multiple fights. I, I think uh, they're competent enough to do that. Yes, and good. Because there has to be them, you know, the little preheated and then finally the big battle. So this basically while this is going on, you have all out chaos, you know, stuff like that. Is everybody's fighting everybody. And at this point, you know, the Fantastic Four are on, you know, Iron Man's team and even Sue and them are happening. Ben Grimm is on the side, unfortunately, too. So while Iron Man is busy, you know, beating the hell out of Cap, Cap has remembers that Tony Stark had gave him a password to his armor, happens to call in a protocol that shuts down Tony Stark's armor and leaves him vulnerable for a few minutes and just starts wailing on Iron Man. You know, they start wailing on each other, makes it even for a bit. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is observing everything, you know, everybody's like, we need to do this now. And they're like, no, no, we can't do this now. And tides start to turn because Cap's got a demigod on his side. He's got Hercules, who is basically everything that can go toe-to-toe with Thor. Basically, you know, he's got the same powers and everything. So Hercules sees Cap being, you know, put to the test and being almost about ready to get his lights knocked out. And comes in and saves Cap and orders Falcon to take him out so that, you know, Cap could get, uh, you know, his health back. So the tide starts to see that, you know, Tony Stark's starting to lose this battle. All of a sudden, Tony's like, yeah, let's do it. Calling Operation Thunder. And everybody's like, what the hell is that? Out of nowhere comes a big bolt of lightning and in pops Thor on the battlefield. And everybody is shocked because at this point, if you haven't read the comics that leading up to this story, Thor is dead. Like everybody thought he was dead. His hammer had fell all the way in Kansas City. So there's like people there that are trying to pick up the hammer and stuff like that. <laughs> So it's kind of freaky to see that. What's Thor doing on this side? And that's how that ends. Like, everybody's like, oh, shit, Thor's on the scene. So at this point, you know, finally, Tony Stark's thunder whip out the big guns. is like, yeah, I have somebody. I have a demigod, too. And it, it just gets haywire after that. You know, look at the pictures. The, the artwork is really good on this yeah. one. It really is. I mean, even the parts where they're beating up at you, you see caps like half of his... His mask is, you know, gone and stuff like that. He's just totally beating him to a pulp. And there's Thor. Yep, there's Thor. <laughs> when did this come out? I'm seeing ads for like for Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> I think this came out back in I don't know. Oh man, when did this come out? I want to say that was around like 2006. Yeah, I'm thinking around that time. Yeah. So that was part three. So part four. Is basically, you know, the appearance of Thor. And it picks up right where it left off, where the battlefield had come. And now Thor is just on a rampage. And he is just like, you know, every call starts calling everybody traitors. And a bunch of people are like, wait a minute. Wow, like, this isn't Thor. Like, why is he, you know, usually Thor's got a little bit more heart to himself. Like, you know, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't just rush into battle. Like, Thor's got heart. Like, he has to have a reason why he has to fight. Right. All of a sudden, you know, a couple of people that really know Thor as a good friend are like, this this doesn't doesn't look like, this doesn't act like Thor. Why would Thor do this? And in the midst of it all, 
uh, Thor lets out this tremendous bolt of lightning that starts taking out everybody. Starts calling out everybody traitors. And even starts, you know, lashing out against, you know, his former friends, you know, really good mm-hmm. friends of him. And everybody's like, this isn't Thor. This is this, something's wrong. Did somebody mind wipe Thor? Or did, you know, stuff like that. Like, and even at this point, Cap and, you know, and Iron Man are still doing their own thing. They're still battling. They have a little confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at this page, you can see that that's where they have their confrontation and that's what's going on. And I think at this point, uh, Iron Man's about ready to deliver, you know, the final blow to Captain America, who is badly injured. When Hercules comes out of nowhere to save him, and like I said, uh, Falcon rescues him and stuff like that. And in the midst of the retreat, one of the people that Cap's got on his team by the name of Goliath, who's basically, it's kind of like Giant Man, you know, he shows Hank Pym how to use the Pym particles and how to do, use them in the right way comes charging in and take tries to take on thor and thor sends a bolt of lightning straight through his through his heart killing the guy now this that moment is basically is the tip of the iceberg which basically tips the seesaw and everything anybody that was there saw what happened and everybody that knew thor knows that was not a thor move like right because he was really close with goliath that was one of his best friends and there was like well why would thor kill his own best friend and at this point, Sue is on the other side along with Ben Grimm, and they're like in shock, like, wow, like, this is so wrong. Like, this is so wrong. Like, what the hell is going on? And even Spider Man in the midst of it all is like, damn, like, everybody's just quiet. Everybody's just heartbroken of what's going on. Like, and at this point, finally, Thor just goes haywire and starts, you know, taking on everybody, trying to kill everybody. So in the midst of this, Thor's going to send, you know, he's going to wipe out all of Cap's team. Out of nowhere, Sue puts a force field around Cap's team. And she's like, run, get out of here. And, you know, everybody saw what happened. And even at this point, Sue is just like, no, 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 this is wrong. So Cap's team escapes and, you know, you know, Tony's army is left there. And everybody's just like, what happened? All of a sudden, you see Reed Richards walk over to the Thor and say a command thing. So right away, it's an android oh. of Thor. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. So basically, it cuts to a scene where they're back at uh, Tony Stark's um, tower. And it shows, you know, Reed working on the android Thor. And everybody's like, you know, what happened? Even Hank Pym's like, what's going on? Like, what happened? Like, that wasn't supposed to happen. And Reed is like, well, maybe we forgot to give him a conscience. You know, we gave him everything else. But they're like, but how the hell did we, you know, get a clone of Thor? So from the very first time that they met, Tony had saved a strand of Thor's hair. And basically, that's what they used to clone him. But the only thing they forgot to add to this android was a conscience of any kind, a reasonable conscience of any kind, which is why he flipped out on the battlefield. And... Within this moment, even Hank Pym, along with Yellow Jacket, I mean, he is Yellow Jacket at this time, along with um, Janet Van Dyne, and then, you know, Spider-Man are like, are we doing the right thing? Are we on the right side? Like, this is not what I signed up for. You know, we we were always told that it wasn't going to end. We were just going to apprehend. No one needed to die. And, and at this point, Sue is disgusted with Reed because... He's the one that created it, and this is what happened. And 
he comes in, she comes in and she tells Reed that, you know, this is, this is wrong. Like, why are we doing this? And still Reed has got his motives. Like, we have to do this. This is what we have to do. But Sue is just like, no, I can't, you know, this is, this is so wrong. Now, uh, where does it say, where are you at right now? Um, they got back to Avengers Tower. Okay. And so they're in Avengers Tower. So, so that's what that's going on. And then now you got, you know, Cap's team. They're, you know, Cap is bully injured and, you know, they're trying to repair him and everybody's freaking out. Like, did everybody just see what happened? Did everybody see what Thor did? And at this point, people on both sides of the team are starting to doubt each side. So a guy by the name of Nighthawk, who is on Cap's side, even starts questioning, this is wrong. This is not what we signed up for. You mm-hmm. know, everything is going haywire at this point yeah. because of what happened. And they end up leaving. They end up leaving and stuff like that. And Cap's like, well, I don't care. Okay, fine. You know, go ahead and leave. You know, we'll let him leave. Cut scene to the funeral. And there's a funeral that's going on. And because they weren't able to shrink down Goliath to his normal size, they had to bury him as a giant. <laughs> so Tony Stark had to buy out 36 you know, funeral plots. <laughs> and only because, you know, he felt bad for the families, right. you know, and stuff like that. And so he did. He bought him out. And, he, of course, he's with Happy. Cuts into one of the ladies that spat on him. The very lady that came to him when the funeral of those kids was going on. She's the main catalyst behind this. She's basically the key that started everything out. And at this point, Tony is like, I don't think I'm doing the right thing at all until she shows up and she's like, no, you are. You're doing the right thing. You know, you're a hero in my book. This is how Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. So she kind of gives him that little pep talk and she even goes, this is my son's favorite action figure and it's an Iron Man action figure. So it kind of gives Tony that little spark, like, okay, yeah, okay, I am doing this for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I am doing this for a good reason. And so cuts into that, and it cuts to where Sue is back at the Baxter building. And it's like maybe a couple weeks later. Johnny is out. He's back with his family. You know, and Hank, and, and basically Ben is basically babysitting, you know, the kids and stuff like that at this mm-hmm. point. And, you know, as days goes by, you know, it shows a little scene where Reed and Sue are having a dinner. And at this point, it's like she's writing a letter to him. And basically what it's telling them, like she's telling Reed is, I guess, kind of like a goodbye letter. At this point in the Marvel Universe, everybody's like, damn, it's a possibility. Reed and Sue can split up. You know, they're, they're, they're exactly what you know Marvel intended. And they wanted everybody to know that, you know, superheroes didn't have lives. And that's what you did with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. They suffer real world things, yeah. And, and this is even one of them, yeah. like divorce, like no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So basically, she says her goodbye, but she gives her reasons why she's leaving Reed, and she leaves in the middle of the night, and she leaves with Johnny, and you know Ben. At this point, is just watching the whole thing. You know, he's seeing everything unfold, and it's getting bad. It's getting bad because now you have husband and wife splitting up because of two separate reasons and stuff like that. So you cut scene to Avengers Tower and it's the next day and you see Reed in there with Maria Hill and S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. And then he's working on something different. He goes, basically, I'm working on something that we need to, if we're going to get these people, we have to put them somewhere. 
So why not mm-hmm. put a, a jail, a prison in the negative zone? That's where we're going to keep them. Mm. And everybody's like, what? Like, really? And, and Reed's like, and he's proud of this. Like, yeah, this, this is what I was working on. This is where we're going to put them. So I saw in the movie, like, there's a thing in the middle of the ocean. And, of course, you see cells. I wonder if that's the yeah. cells. I think it was called, like, the raft, I think. The, the raft, yeah. The raft. Yeah, yeah, or the they, ark or something. I think it was the raft. Yeah. Which is funny because that's what that's called, too, in the, oh, yeah. in the comic book. That's yeah, okay. cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. But see, see, that's where you could have had the Fantastic Four, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That would have been awesome. You see Reed working on that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Damn you, Fox. Damn it, Fox, man. Don't worry, we're going to bring it back. Don't <laughs> yeah. So basically, that's what happens. And But they're also telling, oh, do you have, are you working on the other thing that we're working on? And Reed is like, well, they're not ready yet. And they're like, well, can we see what's going on? They go, we know for a fact you just didn't clone Thor. But we heard that you were cloning other people as well. So he goes, yeah, but they're not ready. All of a sudden, doors open, and there's humans, and there's other heroes that are cloned, not just humans, but villains as well. And none other than the Thunderbolts are in there. Lady Deathstrike, Venom, oh. uh, Taskmaster, Bullseye. Open the doors, you see right here. They're standing there, and they're just waiting. And that's Tony's backup plan right there. Oh. For when times are going to get rough this doesn't look evil at all <laughs> it's very <laughs> it's a pumpkin head yep jack-o'-lantern the jack-o'-lantern okay yep so basically and you see a couple of spider-man villains actually you see venom jack-o'-lantern yeah. and basically a guy by the name uh what's his name he's kind of like a knockoff of the joker it's kind of weird <laughs> he's kind of like joker and green goblin mixed together Oh, okay yeah so that ends that book in, right there, and this is basically, that was a tight turner. Now you're seeing the conflict between everybody, and it's starting to tear everybody apart. Part five. This is the tipping point. This is called Spider-Man's Betrayal. This is where we're finally going to see Spider-Man jump from one ship to the other mm. because of what happened. So because of what happened... You know, what he saw, he finally meets Tony Stark alone in the tower. And he tells him, what I, what I did, I did for you. But now you've got to guarantee me that what I did is not going to go in vain. I have to, you have to promise me that nothing's going to happen to Aunt May or Mary Jane. And Tony is standing there like, yo, nothing's going to happen. But how do I know? How do I know that's not going to happen? Because look what happened to Goliath. You said no one was going to get hurt. And this is not what I signed up. It turns into a big old Shauna match between, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man. And before you know it, Parker just finally realizes, I've made a mistake. And Tony knows it. (laughs) So he tries to trap Spider-Man in Avengers Tower. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is about ready to target Spider-Man. So before he could act and tell S.H.I.E.L.D., please don't shoot the windows because the windows are barricaded. They shoot the windows and Spider-Man escapes. And of Tony's like, damn it, what did I just say? <laughs> so Spider-Man jumps ship. Mm-hmm. So cutscene in the, you know, Sue and Johnny, they're doing kind of what Captain America's doing, cleaning up the mess, still fighting crime, but on their own, you know, stuff like that. No one knows that they're working for Cap yet, you know. And at, at this point, you're starting to see moles. Like, there's word going around that there's a mole in Captain America's group. And somebody's giving information, and that's why they're losing this battle. 
at this point, Cap is still trying to recover because Cap, I mean, Iron Man really did a work on him. Mm. So they think, okay, well, I think it's time that we use the Thunderbolts. And at this point, Tony Stark is pissed. And he's like, all right, send them in. So he sends the Thunderbolts to go after Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is on the run in the new, in the suit that Iron Man had given him, which is the Iron Spider suit. So you have most of his villains going after him. And in the midst, they end up catching up to him and end up capturing him and doing work on him. Just when you think that, you know, Spider-Man is at his doom, all of a sudden he's captured and a bullet from out of nowhere kills one of the bad guys and another bullet. And there's only left one bad guy left. I forgot who it is. And all of a sudden, out of the shadows walks this person and the villain shouts out, oh, no, you're the skull guy. And that's how it ends. And everybody's like, what the <laughs> hell? Who's the skull guy? And all of a sudden, you're like, you start thinking, is it is it Ghost Rider? You know, is it Ghost Rider? <laughs> it, 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 it gets freaking awesome, you know, at this point because, you know, that's what happens. And then you cut scene to back to Avengers Tower. And now Nick Fury has given an identity to Sue and Johnny. And they're posing as husband and wife, which is pretty <laughs> weird because they're brother and sister. Right, right. As you can see right there, yeah. she even changes her hair color. And at this point, and Cap is starting to see that a lot of his, for every people that he recruits, he's losing. But little does he know that it's happening at Tony Stark too as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the more he recruits, more people are changing side to switch on his side. In walks in <laughs> the Punisher carrying the body of Spider-Man uh. into Avengers Tower. And at this point, everybody freaks out like, what? The Punisher? Like, he's on our team? Everybody on Cap's team does not trust Frank Castle because Frank Castle has this motive that all he doesn't matter who bad guys they are, they all need to be punished. Don't matter what. No it's if black and white. Yeah, black and white. Right. Like if I see one, I'm killing them. They, right. There's no reason for them to be alive. They did wrong, so they're going to die. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how he works. And everybody's like, well, Cap, are you, are you crazy? You're going <laughs> to hire this dude? And you know, Cap was like, well, we need all we need right now. And everybody's like, well, he's insane. Like, it's, it's the Punisher. <laughs> Here to find out, the Punisher has been doing recon for Cap for a while. He's actually the guy that had been tracking a couple of mutants, that had, a couple of guys that were on his team that left, like Nighthawk and stuff like that. Mm. So he's been doing undercover recon that everybody's like freaking out. And everybody's starting to see a different attitude in Cap. Like he's starting to be the Captain America we don't know. Like, now he's doing secret stuff. Like, you know, this just isn't Captain America. Like, this is crazy, you know? Hmm. And cut scene to another end where <clears throat> Daredevil was being apprehended. And he's about re- ready to be taken into the negative zone. And Reed and, and She-Hulk are standing out there. And even they start questioning, you know, this is the right thing we need to do. And even at this point, Reed has got nobody on his back he's lost his wife he's lost his friend ben is neutral at this whole thing he doesn't want to get involved you know there's nobody backing him up and reed is just lost and he's just got nobody behind him anymore so confront to where tony stark is talking to daredevil and He's, and even Daredevil's like, how could you do this? You know, we've we've done this together. Like, we used to stand for something. And Tony's like, well, I'm trying to earn the trust for everybody to know that what we did isn't wrong. You know, we're heroes, but there's limitations that we have to have. 
And Daredevil was like, but how do you do that when someone's always watching your back? You know, stuff right. like that. There's even sometimes where we can't go through a process that if something happens, it's a tailing. What are you going to have to do? Call your job to know that, oh, there's a mugging going on. Like, uh, is it okay if I help these people? <laughs> there's times where you can't make that decision. And right. that's why Cap wants to stay like that. Like, you can't do that. You know, you have to act into the It's team. bureaucracy. It's bureaucracy. Exactly yeah. at this point. So cut to the end, and that's what happens. So Daredevil is captured, and that's how that ends. So we go into part six. We're, we got one more after this. Now, part six is basically leading up to the final final battle. And it's like, at this point, you know, it's all at war. And there's, there's still talks of that mold. And you cut to a part where Hulk's son, who is basically, I forgot his name, he's a shapeshifter. He's on Captain America's team. So basically, he sends him undercover too as well, and no one knows what he's doing. Cut to a scene in the desert in the Arizona in a shield base where Tony Stark is testing out these new clones of heroes just so that they don't flip out again, you know, <laughs> of different heroes. And uh, Hank Pym is out there like, you know, are we sure that nothing's going to happen? He's like, no, I'm sure. And even Maria Hill is like, yeah, I think we're ready for this. All of a sudden, you know, there's a call for Hank Pym to come back into the office and be like, okay. You know, he, uh, he goes to take it off, go take the call and stuff like that. And it's Tony Stark on the other line. Are we sure to good, good to go with these people? And even Hank's like, yeah, I think we're ready. No one's going to die this time. <laughs> While this is going on, somebody's in the Baxter building. And it's the Punisher, basically. He's in this new fully equipped suit. He remembers at one time that Reed Richards had invited him to the Baxter building. And he said that the Baxter building security system was just basically like a human body. That he had all these little microbes, kind of like white blood vessels in mm -hmm. the Baxter building that attack anybody that's in there that is foreign. So he basically built this suit to act like he's an antibody himself. <laughs> so basically he's going and he's doing recon. He's finding little things that Captain America needs to do to win this war against Tony Stark. And of course you see him sitting there. So now... Cap's team is very small at this point, and he's losing more people than he's gaining. So he sends Sue to Atlantis to go seek the help of um, Neymar the Submariner. Hmm. And at this point, you know, Neymar's like, well, no, I don't want to be involved and stuff like that. And Neymar kind of thinks that he's got this thing. Uh, who doesn't like Sue? She's a gorgeous woman. <laughs> and, you know, he starts to flirt with her and stuff like that. Right. He's got a way of reading women, too, as well. He's even telling her, like, oh, I know you're lying. I know you have this theme for me. And she's like, no, I'm, I don't. And he's like, well, your heart's beating faster than you know. I'm like, who, what kind of girl was that? You know, yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Right. And Sue, at one point, is like, you know, whatever, and stuff like that. And he goes, well, I'll think about it. But, you know, but if you, you know, go out with me, maybe I will, and stuff <laughs> like that. And she's like, you know, whatever. So she leaves. So now... Cap has finally, you know, assumed the mantle, and now he starts calling them, calling the Secret Avengers. Now, his group of war warriors and stuff like that. So Cap's got his ultimate plan. So does Stark, and no one knows that Stark is actually recruiting bad guys. So uh, what makes you think that Cap's not going to do the same thing? So he does, mm. only because, like I said, this registration act affects everybody and even the villains. So Cap brings in a couple of villains to the <laughs> building. And everybody's freaked out, like, what is Cap doing? 
And before these two villains can answer and, you know, say that, I forgot who they were. And they're like, yeah, well, we're here to support you guys and stuff like that because it affects us too. And before, you know, Cap could say, hey, welcome to the Secret Avengers, two shots ran out. And who was that? Punisher blows them away in front of everybody. <laughs> and Cap is pissed. Cap comes out and just starts wailing on the Punisher. And at this point, Punisher doesn't even fight back. He lets Cap beat the hell beat the hell out of him. And Cap is like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. And his player is simple. They're villains, Cap. They're villains. You know, there was a reason why I didn't join Tony Stark's side. Because he was he's requiring villains. Who does that? I never would have guessed you would have done the same thing. So it kind of makes you think, this isn't Cap. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, right, right. Cap wouldn't do that. And at this point, Cap is just on a blood rust and just starts almost beating him totally up, like unconscious and everything. So then they tell him to get him out. So a couple of the guys go and, you know, take him out. And, you know, Luke Cage is standing there, or um, Patriot is standing there with Spider-Man. They're escorting him out. And Spider-Man just like cap like you didn't have to do that you know you know he wouldn't he didn't even fight back you know a couple of people like yeah cap he didn't even fight back do you realize that he idolized you that he even went to vietnam because he felt that he wanted to be your equal because of what you did and cap was like he's nowhere near my equal like i don't care mm-hmm. vietnam wasn't a war like and everyone's like what the <laughs> hell man wow you know oh, wow it's sad so one person I forgot to mention that was that was totally neutral that is actually mentioned is Doctor Strange. Even at one point, Hank Pym went to Doctor Strange for help. But at this point, Doctor Strange has gone into hiding. He's basically locked himself in his his sanctorium, and he's basically fasting for 40 days, 40 nights. He feels that his fasting and his praying of some sort is, you know, for the good of good that this ends quickly that no bloodshed will be felt. Mm. He's just, you know, kind of like what we do as native Americans, like pray for everybody. Right. So cut to the scene where all of a sudden the watcher appears and the watcher appears in front of everybody and everybody's seen the watcher everywhere. And usually the watcher comes in when something great is going to happen or something eventful is going to happen, a change in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. And, he appears to Doctor Strange and even Doc- he asks Doctor Strange, like, what are you doing? And Doctor Strange is like, well, I'm, I just don't want nothing to happen. You know, by me being neutral, you know, it's tough. And the Watcher even has a conversation with him saying, it is tough because I can't interfere. There's even times where I feel like I should, but that's the burden I must bear. And who knows, this might pay off, but you have every right to do what you're doing. And... He goes, so why why is your reason? And even Doctor Strange says, I don't believe either one of them is right. I don't believe Captain America is right, and I don't believe Tony Stark is right. But in a sense, human beings have their own right to believe what they want to believe. And that's the key point of the story. Hmm. There is no right or wrong. It's all on how the individual or you in general take it. And that's kind of what he saw. Huh. You know, there no, there's not going to be no winner out of this. And that's what Doctor Strange sees. That both of them are around. There's not there's no there's no nothing, you know, there's really right. nothing. There's they're fighting for no reason. It's it's mutually assured destruction almost. Exactly. So that's you know, that cut scenes to the end. And now all of a sudden whatever they did, now 
no one knows what Cap is doing at this point. And at this point, Cap is arranging a thing to rescue all the people that are in the negative zone. So before Punisher had came back, he actually deactivated. Uh, he's got another mole, and he finally finds out that there's somebody into his his uh, event that's telling him what's going on. Here to find out it's Hellcat oh. that's giving Tony Stark all the info on what they're going to do. But Cap, being as smart as he is, has another mole too as well. So their big plan is to rescue all the people in the negative zone. And so they go there, and they go to the raft is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. So they teleport there, and they start, like, all right, one, two, three, are you ready? Cut to a cutscene where all of a sudden, yes, we're ready. And who is at a control board other than T'Challa <laughs> helping Captain America, who has been Captain Captain America from the very beginning. Oh, wow. Yep, and it's pretty nuts, which is pretty <laughs> different from the movie because he's with Iron Man's side. Oh, yeah. But in the comic book, he's actually on Captain's, Captain America's side. Now, all of a sudden... You know, everybody's like, we ran into a trap. Tony Stark is waiting there with all his army. And Cap's only got this little group of people. And everybody's like, oh, crap. Like, this is another confrontation. All of a sudden, the doors open. And they're like, that's when the confrontation's like, well, I had a mold. I knew you guys were going to be here. And Cap was like, well, I have somebody up my sleeve, too. And he's opening up the gates right now. And all of a sudden, Hank Pym's like, wait a minute. Or uh, Reed Richards is like, wait a minute. What are, you, what are you talking about? I have a mold. So all of a sudden, you see Ant-Man take off his thing. He's like, I'm sorry, Tony. Ant-Man <laughs> is like, and Tony's like, what's going on? But it's not Ant-Man. It's Hulk's son, the uh. shapeshifter. So at some point in the era, in the desert, when he got called to receive that call, mm-hmm. I believe that he was incapacitated and he posed as Hank Pym. So at this point, Tony's like pissed. He's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> And they're about ready to attack, and all of a sudden you hear the doors open. All the gates are open, and all of a sudden all the prisoners that uh, Iron Man had caught are on Captain America's team. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. <laughs> and then Tony's like, all right, let's play this. And all of a sudden in back of him come all the villains that he recruited. Now the sides are even, <laughs> totally did even. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> So is is that the cliffhanger? That is the cliffhanger. Like, yeah, that's, that's the cliffhanger. Where, that's, a, that's a cliffhanger moment right yep. there. Part seven, the conclusion. Now the conclusion is basically not much to talk about. It is basically all out chaos. They're fighting on the rafts, and it's just straight out slobber knocker from the very beginning. You see Spider Man fighting, you know, Lady Deathstrike and Venom. You see Cloak and Dagger fighting, you know, Spider-Woman and all of these guys. And it's just crazy nonstop action from the very get-go. Now, S.H.I.E.L.D. is watching all of this, and they're about ready to go, well, this is our opportunity. All the superheroes are here. <laughs> Why don't we lock it all down and just put them all away? <laughs> and at this point, even Spider-Man's like, wait a minute. We're, we're all in a trap. Like, And he tells Cloak, you need to teleport all of us out of here. So Cloak is like, I can't, I've never teleported this many people before. And Dagger's like, you have to. You have to get us all out. And he does. And he teleports all of them before S.H.I.E.L.D. could lock down everything. <laughs> and he teleports them right in the middle of Manhattan. So imagine a big old Cloak and you've seen all these superheroes <laughs> falling down to the ground. So Cat, being the reasonable person he is, tells anybody that's able to fly to start rescuing everybody <laughs> <laughs> before they hit the ground. And it is nuts, and it just ends up. And Tony Stark at this point is like, "Damn it, I can't believe I got outsmarted." But 
I've underestimated him. Now it is just all out war. And I think at one point, even Spider-Man is fighting Reed and Reed is, and at this point, Spider-Man's not just fighting Reed. He's fighting like two other people. And in a moment of clarity, Reed is just astounded at how agile, how Spider-Man is that he goes amazing. <laughs> you know, just how Spider-Man is able to do this. And while he says amazing, you know, he comes in and kicks Reed right in the throat. And Lady Deathstrike and Venom end up teaming up and get going up against Cap. And, and at one point, Cap is just getting wrecked by all of these guys. He ends up getting double teamed by Venom, Lady Deathstrike, Taskmaster, and Bullseye. And just when you think that Lady Deathstrike is going to get the death blow, mm-hmm. who should show up but Neymar <laughs> and the Atlanteans oh. to join Cap's side. And it just like, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just having everybody. But then Tony has a backup plan of his own. Send in the clones. <laughs> but other than the robot Thor and all uh, the robot, everybody starts going. And it's just crazy. Now Manhattan is just in rubbles. I mean, Manhattan is just totally being destroyed. And even the vision at one point comes in. Uh, at this point, finally you get Cap and Iron Man together alone one more time for the final battle. And before, to even out the odds, you know, Tony Stark erased all his protocols so that, you know, Cap doesn't set a reset button or anything like that right. on his suit. Right. So Vision comes in, and he does something to Tony Stark's suit to make it even. And now we finally get to see Captain America just wail on Iron Man and just beat him to a bloody, <laughs> bloody pulp. And it's just crazy. And at this point, you know, the, the fake Thor sees, you know, Tony being, you know, hurt and stuff like that, goes into rescue. All of a sudden, Hercules comes out of nowhere and just starts wailing on the fake Thor. And, you know, this is an imposter Thor. Now, there's only certain people that can wield Thor's hammer, and Hercules is one of them. Oh. Picks up Thor's hammer and smashes the new <laughs> Thor to oblivion. It's freaking crazy, and it's just nuts. And at this point, all of a sudden, Ben appears. He's still not really on anybody's side, but he figures Cap's side is the best, and he just wants to rescue people, so he's there to help out. So at this point in the middle of it, Taskmaster is aiming a gun right at Sue, and Reed sees it. And before he could get, you know, before he, you know, he could react, Taskmaster shoots, and Reed takes the bullet for Sue. And he falls to the ground, you know, injured, and everybody's like, what the hell? You know, this is crazy. And Sue, in a mist of rage, creates a force field and just smashes Taskmaster <laughs> to a flat pancake, and it's just nuts. Pretty, it's oh, this this is an all-out <laughs> battle. You got to see. That. I mean, I'm not gonna give too much, but at this point, finally, you cut to a scene where Cap is just wailing on Tony Stark, and he is just beating him to a bloody pulp. He's shattering the armor. You know, he's half of his face is gone, and all of a sudden. The people that are around here, you forget that people are watching this. You know, yeah, it's just regular middle, people out there. Regular people yeah. out there. And in the midst of this, they see what Cap is doing, and Cap is just on a blood rage. Like he's just being Tony Stark, and people are just like, This is wrong. So a couple of cops, firefighters, and EMS ref- stop Cap and reflame him. And they're like, he's like, Let go of me. He goes, you know, I'm I don't want to have to hurt you. And the people are saying, it's already too late, Cap. You've done that to mm-hmm. us already. And in the midst of that, you know, Tony Stark is just, you know, unconscious or he's like, but 
you know, on the edge and he's just out of it. And with the words that the people had told him, Cap just happens to look on the ground. He looks at the destruction of the city. He sees the city, the people just in total terror. And, you know, at this point, you know, when you drink for so so many years, you know, there's that one thing that everybody got. It's called a moment of clarity. And I think that's right. what Cap happens to Cap. And he looks at destruction. He sees what's going on. I'm wrong. The, I, it's wrong. Yeah. He drops the shield and he goes, he was right. This is not, this is not me. And he surrenders. And that's how it ends. You know, Cap surrendering, gets put into jail and stuff like that. But deep down inside, he's like, it's Steve Rogers that was wrong. Captain America mm. is still right. Right. But that doesn't make no sense. They're still <laughs> the one person. So at this point, everybody sees what happened and everybody's like, damn. And it just puts everything to an end. Like every, all the fighting stops and you're seeing Captain America being escorted out and he's in cuffs and being put into jail. Fast forward a couple days and it's basically. Who was it was writing a letter to somebody? Reed is writing a letter to Sue. And he's basically telling him what he did and what he felt and how he was sorry. That, yeah, maybe he was wrong about what he was doing. That this was the wrong thing. Flash forward to a couple of days where Tony Stark is better and the registration happens. Now, a good thing comes out of the registration. That now you have, it was called the 50 State Initiative. And basically what it meant that... Everybody was to be. It was basically going to make the all the superheroes kind of like a military force or like a police squad in a mm-hmm. sense. So now you establish all kinds of Avengers in all fifty-two states. So basically, that's where you get the West Coast Avengers, the East Coast oh, Avengers, okay. you know, different kind, the Canadian right. Avengers, and all that stuff. So that's a good thing. That's what happens out of this. This yeah. is what changed the Marvel universe. That's why you got so many Avengers and stuff like that. I see. And in a sense, everybody's like, you know, Tony Stark won. Kind of, you know, he did win. But you have to read the tie-ins. Now, in the last issue of Frontline, Civil War Frontline, from coming from the eyes of Ben Urich and the lady that I was telling you about, they interviewed Captain America a few days after, you know, he surrendered and he's in jail. And the lady is like, you know, talking to Cap. And Cap still... S- Still not proud of what he did. He doesn't see that anything mm. he did was wrong. And this irks the lady so bad. She's like, Cap, do you know what MySpace is? Because around this time, MySpace was popular back then. Right. And he goes, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Do you know who won the World Series this year? No, I don't. You see, Cap, you, you're still trapped where you're from in the 1920s. The world has changed since then. You have not changed. This is, that's how, who you are. And she goes, and you're probably never going to change. I don't know. In, in a sense, you're, you're the one that was the villain all, all along. And, and, she, and it kind of leaves Captain America to just sit there like pondering that this person, a little average person, to tell them the truth. Right. And they walk out. And that's what you're left is Captain America, like, sitting there, like, pondering. Like, 
you know and it's true captain america never did change he you know hmm. he just all of a sudden was thawed and he's in this new era and you know he was always just trapped in the 1920s because he was just a soldier at the time but the world has changed things have changed and that's just who he is right and in these frontline characters you know there was always talks about other things that were going on that even affected small people like no name villains and no name you know heroes that people don't realize that heroes are just like human beings they have day jobs you know they don't just do this to do it like they have to find means of support they have bills to right, pay right. and stuff like that everybody thinks that just because you're a hero like you eat for free and stuff <laughs> like that but that's not true you know and right and you, it's a really 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 this story really hits home like it's really like damn man this is really something like actual real world yeah, it's it's far more sophisticated than just the regular yeah you know punch and stab cartoon yeah. stuff out there exactly and it, it hits home and you're like damn you know if I actually did see some of this I don't know who I would pick and it's kind of like when you know what Batman versus Superman like it, it irked you enough to know like yeah somebody should be held responsible yeah. for this in a sense but then at the same time you're like with Cab and you're like well no that's kind of you're right it's a freedom who's to say that they can't do that. So I don't know if that's going to be like that in the movie. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, they would have to definitely uh, alter much of the story since they have a like slightly limited uh, cast list for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Who's to say? Well, I don't know. So far, they've done okay so far with uh, everything else. And mm-hmm. uh, I have total confidence in them. Yeah. Since it's the same team that did Winter Soldier, which is, in my opinion, still the best Marvel yeah. movie out there. Um, so, yeah, it... All of this you talked about so far is like I we see just small bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. in the trailer, and it I don't know I yeah. don't know what you we'll definitely see. you yeah. definitely see the the friend versus friend of course right right widow and you know Hawkeye being on two different sides of the teams but there has to be a reason why you yeah. know and, and you know it it's just gonna be great because you're gonna get to see the dark the dark size to everybody right now i don't know if you're gonna see the dark side to cap like as you did in the comic book because you yeah. saw cap go where he's never gone before you know you actually saw pride take over cap like yeah. that's not the captain america we knew you know and to a sense like you know is is tony stark right was tony stark right maybe i don't know yeah i don't know it, it's it's kind of like up in the air but and there's an issue in Frontline that was actually talking about that had, Tony Stark had something going on with the Green Goblin. Green Goblin was actually kind of like a a mole doing other research for something that Tony Stark had invested with Norman Osborn for something. And basically it leads to where Ben Yurick and that lady confront Stark that he had put this on a back burner saying that why did he do this for the you know, Goblin and stuff like that. And Tony Stark denies everything. And at this point, everybody's like, you know, Tony, everybody thought that Cap was the villain. It was you all along <laughs> because of what happened and stuff like that. And, and they leave, same thing, walk out of the thing, and it leaves Tony Stark in a state like, you know, he's looking out the window and he's seeing the destruction and everything, and he's just like, damn, maybe, fine, like, yeah. I think they busted me, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of nuts, so... You know, you can read the main storyline, which is just basically tells you straight up. But if you want to get the in-depth story, read all the Civil War frontline stuff like that. How many are there of those? Uh, there's I th- actually, I think, 12 parts. So the frontline yeah. is basically seeing it through the eyes of the two reporters, you know, Yorick and I forgot. I keep forgetting the name, Sally. 
and then each one's own individual. Because even Wolverine had a side story in the Civil War. Basically, he went part of the Avengers. He seeks out to find Nitro, the guy that did, that caused all of this. So right. Wolverine is out tracking him down because mm-hmm. Tony Stark saying no, better not going after him. But deep down in the secret, saying yeah, you go find him and go <laughs> kill him. And it's pretty nuts because that ties into the Atlanteans appearing because it ends up turning out that one of the new warriors that was on that TV show was an Atlantean that got that mm. died. And it was a close relative to Numar. Oh. So basically they interview and that's how they tie in with Wolverine and stuff like that. And it gets pretty nuts. You know, it's it's very, very these stories, I mean, like they're all separate things, but all relate to this one thing. And it's it's pretty crazy. So that is the entire Civil War storyline in general, kind of, you know, really quick. But I yeah. left out a lot of the key little things, but you have to read that. So I didn't want to give too much. Right. So what do you think of the story it, so far? It's really good. I, I want to read it myself. Yeah, it and is. I want to get, like, the whole complete set in one book yeah. that I want to read. Um, so going back to what uh, you were talking about, how Cap, and, like, if they would do the same dark path they would in the, the comics, I, I think uh, Marvel should do that. To keep, like, uh, you know, you have this progression of all these Marvel movies. We have, like, what, what, 12, 13 Marvel movies going on so yeah. far? I think that would just be the natural progression, just to keep this yeah. series fresh. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I figured, I think, you know, Marvel won't go too dark. Only in a bit, Maybe just with the people that you have on Netflix, but as far as, like, Cap going, because it is owned by Disney, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the time when this came out... It, Comic books had lost a lot of the young generation because at this point, the young generation didn't find comic book interests. So they made it more for like the adult people right. and stuff like that. So I'm probably never going to see that, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, why I'm kind of glad that X-Men are with FX, I mean, you know, Fox and stuff like that, because it is the adult version that I wanted to see and stuff like that. So, you know, with the X-Men, you get to go dark, you get to see the, you know, the killing and stuff like that. You know, where you, whereas you can't see that with, um, you know Disney and stuff like that, but yeah, oh, such a great story. Yeah, you know, so and my throat was kind of getting dry. That <laughs> was a lot. That was a that lot. was a lot. Yeah, that was roughly an hour and twenty minutes. Oh of wow, the full backstory. So yeah, I I kind of I still think they would probably go that direction. I don't know why, but I mean I've been wrong before with my predictions. But yeah, it's just like you know we you know cap always has been this righteous guy and he has always been working for you know you know rah rah america yeah um i i still think that they should go that direction just to keep things you know the way it it's just like um it they should probably definitely do this i mean like i don't know I, that's that's just my opinion I, uh, I mean, who knows what we will actually see that yeah. night but uh I don't know. It's it's a very interesting story for sure, and it'll definitely be far more interesting to see what they would do with you know the, the characters that they do have rights with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am totally excited for this. Movie. Yeah, yeah, I definitely am too. Yeah. I mean, I it it already shows potential. It really does. I mean, like like I said, it might not be as good as the storyline from the comic book, but yeah. it's going to be decent enough to know that you know right. they have their reasons and you know why they're doing this and stuff like that. And I, I think it was just, uh, for me, it's just going to be the fact that you get to see Cap and Tony duking it out and, you know, Panther taking it out on, you know, Bucky and stuff like that. It's going to be great. Like, I yeah. really want to see that. Whereas you see it in a comic, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But to see it in real <laughs> life is something else, you know, yeah. stuff like that. 
which is kind of what got me when Marvel started making superhero movies. And it was like, you finally get to see these people that you you see on the comic books, on the big screen, actually moving, talking. And, you know, it's like, "Ah," it's great. You know, it's definitely great. So who did you, who do you think would be like the Sue equivalent in this universe? I kind of feel like they're going to graft that stuff onto like Black Widow. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. It kind of does make sense. Or maybe Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, yeah, I I think that's so. I mean, like, given, like, she had a small part. I feel like it was a small part in Ultron. But, you know, I think this would probably give her a bigger part in that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, you you see anything else, like, besides Punisher that would, like, take his pot in, Mm. in the universe? I don't know. That's pretty tough, man. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. It'd be kind of weird, you know, if they did throw another surprise person that we don't even know about in there. That'd yeah, be pretty true. crazy. Yeah. But uh, I do believe that there they did hint that there's going to be somebody that's going to leave. You know, Tony Stark's side to go on Cap's side. Right. I don't know if it's going to st- specifically be Spider Man. Yeah. It might be somebody else. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows. Who knows who will be working for each Yeah, side. who was going to be working for something, you know? Maybe Agent 13 or something like that. Maybe, or, yeah. you know, which won't be a great, like, eh. yeah. But I kind of do hope it's Spider-Man because <laughs> I want to see that. I I want to see, like, what people have been posting, you know, the Spider-Man hand with the, you know, both of them reaching for that because he was a key player. Right. Basically, he was the turning point in in the comic that set everything right. Like, whoa, you know, like, right. crap. Because he is one of the most popular marvel characters you know in you know he and everybody loves spider-man i right, love spider-man. of course yeah and to for him to do something like that you know for tony but then all of a sudden have a change of heart is like whoa shit you know that that's crazy oh so, so many things we could expect for this movie. i know yeah so like uh is there a lot of wakanda in the civil war line i have a feeling that the in from the trailer where you're seeing i mean i mean like in the comic book and uh no not really so it kind of makes me question what Martin Freeman's character will be because uh, a lot of dis- like uh, his description of his character is a Wakandan expert. Hmm. So then we'll actually get to see Wakanda. And- yeah. I mean, like uh, wow. his, his character. I mean, like it's Martin Freeman. Like, you yeah. can throw anybody in there, but it's Martin Freeman. It's, yeah. It's a name actor in that role. That's true. So I would think he would have a significant higher uh, importance in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. Now, compared to the movie, I think the most person that really gonna I'm being excited about is Black Panther. You know, yeah. everyone is Spider Man. It's like okay, I want Spider Man, but eventually he was gonna be in there. But I was like, something about T'Challa that's gonna be cool. <laughs> I want to know what his role is. Yeah, considering that he's on the wrong side, like mm. I said, you know, in the comic, he's with Captain America's side. Maybe he's the one that turned coats. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome. I'd be like, oh damn. Yeah. And the fact that you know his outlook. I mean, his look in the movie is just. He looks badass. Badass. Yeah. He is awesome, you know. That suit is amazing. It is. Yeah. Composed of vibranium. That's freaking awesome, <laughs> yeah. you know. I like that part. And I like the fact that, you know, you're going to see him duking it out with Cap as well, you know. But there's just so many things that could go on, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't know why it is that, you know, maybe the story would have been too complicated for the screen. Maybe that's why maybe. they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine you can't make a two-hour movie to satisfy the... The, p- the people that don't know comic books That's as well. Very true. So, yeah, I imagine there's certain like cutbacks they'll have to do for that part. Yeah. Um, I forget what I was going to say, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a lot. Mm. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, is there going to be somebody like the lady that confronted Stark that spit in Stark's face from the comic book? That's actually going to give him that motive that yeah, we do need to be put in check. I'm yeah, gonna see that type of. I I kind of think that they're going to get rid of her, and uh, Stark's catalyst is something to do with Rhodey. You think so? Yeah. Mm, maybe. I just want to know what Thunderbolt's Ross. Yeah, yeah, about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I know he's the one. Is he the one instigating the cap? Or oh yeah, or, maybe that's or to, it. Uh, yeah. Tony or something like that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So I was actually reading about uh, Ross uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like uh, after the events of Harlem, you know, the destruction of Harlem and Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. uh, he does. He left the military uh, five years after that and became Secretary of State. Wow. So um, it. It it's kind of so. Will it be slightly different from the comic books of you know mm. Ross? But, but also, are we gonna even see Red Hulk in this as well? I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. Hulk wasn't in the comic book neither, and neither was Thor. You know, so which worked out perfect. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Like a lot of key players that were in here aren't actually in the movie. Yeah, but I would like to see a little hint of Red Hulk somewhere. Yeah, I mean, this is. <laughs> it's Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Yeah. Like you can't have him in there and not reference a Red Hulk or something yeah. like that. Um, supposedly you're gonna have have a Hulk mention. You're gonna have a Thor mention yeah. somewhere. You know, I don't know, but hmm. but see, I think the only the only surprise that I got going for me in this movie is the fact that you know everybody's tied up between Cap and Iron Man. Like this is all it's based upon. What is the theme behind the villains of this, like what's Crossbones mm. up to? And in the yeah. actual civil war, like during one, this is all going on. You get to know that straight from the fact that villains are always going to be villains. Right. While the heroes are busy duking it out with each other, villains are still doing stuff yeah. that villains should be doing. We also haven't even seen Baron Zemo at all in yeah. the trailers too. He has to be in there somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And even Baron Zemo is in the Civil War comic book at one point. He's actually the leader of the Thunderbolts that, you know, mm. Cap, you know, I mean, that uh, yeah. Tony resides on his side and stuff like yeah. that. Where's Claw, too? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they're saving him for the Black Panther movie. Mm, but isn't he in the IMDb cast? Uh, let me let me check here. I I think so. You might, maybe you'll see like a little reference of why he was branded a traitor. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But that would be cool to put him in uh, the Black Panther movie. It would make more, well, a little bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel that like that was a lot of setup for yeah. you know, Ultron that that was for. So first thing I typed within uh, IMDb is automatically goes to Captain America's Civil War. Nice. There's a lot of people in this movie. Mm-hmm. So many people, Marissa Tomei. She's in, oh yeah, she's uh, yeah. Spider Man's mother. Howard Stark. Oh. I pr- I probably shouldn't read this. This is probably some some deep stuff here. Um, let me just go to Andy Circus. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, he's five eight. Huh. Ooh. Actor. Nothing. Uh, he's going to be in the new Tintin movie. <laughs> uh, rumored to be in Black Panther 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I definitely want to see that movie. Yep. Uh, so his last actual um, hmm. uh, casted 
uh, role is Ultron. Oh, okay. So, so he won't be in. So so far, yeah. There's. Um, um, He's not going to be in Civil be in War. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Also, forgot he was Snoke in Force Awakens. Really? Yeah. The voice? Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. freaking cool. He's a very talented guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still amazed that I. Yeah. You know, told the whole story. Well, it's yeah, it's definitely a complex story for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, we definitely wanted to do this before the movie came out. Yeah. And um, now we have it. Now we have. Yeah. No, we just got to see the movie. No, we got to see the movie. Yeah. And just see how it compares. Like I said, it's probably not going to match up to the comic book. But right. If it is a different storyline, I want it to be just as juicy as the comic book. Yeah. I want to see that hatred between Cap and, you know, <laughs> Tony Stark to where you're actually going to see people in the audience just like, yeah, you can get it, yeah, you know. You know, stuff like yeah. that. And I, I'm a firm believer in art through adversity in that, you know, w- limiting you actually helps create, you know, like makes the creative process even better. Mm. Yeah. So biggest question at the end of the night, are you team cap or are you team? Iron I am Man? team cap. Are you? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm only for team. Iron Man because yeah, black Panther's on there. <laughs> <laughs> I may not believe what he believes in, but I'd be, you know, right. Right. Know, it's black Panther. He's on my team. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, I, so definitely I, I got my shirt. So I, I couldn't find a shirt. Oh no! I know. <laughs> I'm just probably gonna wear my cap shirt. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, there'll be a lot of probably Ironmans and everything. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of uh, Walmart's, uh, you know, shirts like that. I actually saw a Crossbones shirt. Oh wow! Walmart. Yeah, that'd be be pretty different. Yeah, but I can find one in my size. Oh, yeah. oh man, it's just, I'm just too fat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so shocked I told the whole story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did it remarkably well, man. Wow. You, you got it all together. Yeah. So, bravo for going for oh, an hour. Thanks a lot, over man. for that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't want to get the individual issues, they do sell the hardback, and that's just the whole story in general. Mm-hmm. And I do believe they sell the frontline one in the hardback, too, so you don't have to okay. go find the individuals, because right. it is 12 parts, so uh. 12 storylines, and... But you definitely need that to get the nitty gritty because you see that from the eyes of the people, from the eyes of the news reporters that are interviewing these people, and all the dirt is in there. Mm. Like, really, it is. And it's pretty, mm. you know, it gets pretty crazy from there on. And um, actually, Ben York actually hinted in Jessica Jones and in Daredevil and stuff uh. like that. Yeah. So, you, uh. I don't know who they'll cast as him. That'd be pretty huh. awesome. Yeah. Oh, now that we have a new Punisher TV series, yeah, which I assume will be somewhere within New York, that'd be awesome. Where, mm-hmm. where Jessica and Luke are hanging out. Newton, well, you know, they've already hinted new defenders, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. for that. I yeah. can't wait for that. Oh my god, yeah. Marvel, you're doing such a good. I know, job. you're just knocking it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, and DC, yeah, mm. man, I still respect you. Your comics man, are still great. The Flash is still good. Yeah, Flash is. It's still really good. good. Um. For your movies, though, on, on the other hand, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Flash, though, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. He's not even the most powerful person on that team, and he's holding, he's holding it. That's freaking awesome. It, it's still my favorite TV yeah. show. On, he's on still my favorite character. There's a reason yeah. I love the Flash. It's yeah. awesome. I like that. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, um, in five days or six days, we'll definitely be there. Uh, 7.30, I think, 7:30. is the showing time. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that I'll be starting my new job. I'll already be in town. Oh, nice. So I'll just, maybe we can grab something to yeah. go and check Yeah. Out. I got to yeah. check to see if we have assigned seats. Ooh. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. If not, we got to get there. Early. I totally forgot which... Uh, theater, which um, <laughs> which uh, showing we got if we do have theaters. Okay, but uh, yeah, we're gonna be there. Um, I don't know if we'll, we got to figure out a way to do something after that. Yeah, especially for Civil War. Now, for you listeners that are out there, you know we're we're kind of hoping that you know if you guys do go check it out and you guys are going to see the same show, come come hang out with us. Let us know yeah. you're going to be there. We're now. definitely going to be outside the theater talking. Yeah. Of all the stuff we just saw. And, you know, usually I do catch a ride with this guy because now I got my own ride and stuff like that. It's going to be kind of boring going back home. <laughs> yeah. Like, who am I going to talk about this? You know, yeah, I know. Like and it just this overflowing of all the stuff we saw. Which will be good because if we do do a podcast, you know, a, a spoiler within the next couple of days. That, yeah. You know, we'll have a lot to talk about. Right. Definitely right. we will. Maybe we can do a spoiler cast that Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that. Okay. I guess we can do that. You know. Yeah. Even if it's just me and you again, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, we can that. do that. And I don't know, We maybe we'll have to see what uh, Ivy and Travis are Yeah, maybe, who knows? They're they, going to see that, too. Yeah. And get them in there as well. They might go see it, too. You yeah. Know? They're just like, I know Ivy went to go see, uh, I forgot what was it, at the different theater, and so did uh, Trav. So yeah. we all got to see the same movie. I forgot which one it was. So, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so stoked for this. It's about yeah. damn time we had something to talk about. You know, May is definitely going to be an interesting month since we both have mm-hmm. Civil War and Apocalypse. They're both in the same month? Yeah. Oh, wow. Apocalypse is like... The- At the very end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to yeah. be awesome. Oh, my God. That's yeah. going to be great. Now, I don't know if you want to do... Uh, hmm, what you want to do in Apocalypse special? Uh, we could probably do one. Um, or would you like to learn the origin of Apocalypse? So does you think this will follow a specific uh, storyline or I, something? Because it doesn't look like it would. It doesn't look yeah. like it's following any kind of storyline yeah. whatsoever. I think it's just the introduction of a new villain, basically, right. in general. So I kind of believe that this is leading up to the 90s X-Men, kind of. I'd be up for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't mind that. That that was the best X Men. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you got the TV show to prove it. Like yeah. that was the best X Men. I had thought. Jubilee. I wanted Jubilee. Yeah. yeah. And I supposedly in this movie you get to. She's gonna have a pretty big role in this. Good. One too, this one. That's gonna very be awesome. good. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. And I like to think everybody out there that bitched and complained <laughs> to change Apocalypse because he looks amazing now. That's yeah. the way Apocalypse. He doesn't look dead on accurate, but he looks good enough to pass as Apocalypse. I'm glad there was no Ivan Ooze purple, you know. I'm glad he's blue and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I, I kind of have only one nitpicky thing about that last trailer is when he's talking about, you know, rebuilding his world and his voice kind of gets a little, like, digital. That's the only bone I don't – I mean, I, yeah. I, Oscar Isaac is a good actor. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing actor. He just doesn't have the voice. Yeah. Like, I think Apocalypse need to have – a very, very menacing voice, like mm. enough to where you were like, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know who would play his voice. Though. I don't like, know. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. I, it's just like you know, having Hugo Weaving like look like a nerd uh, accountant from The Matrix, and yet he's like one of the one of the best villains in in movie history. In my that's opinion. right. 
But, you know, who knows? It'll maybe surprise us. Yeah. Just that digital, when they pitched his voice to do, like, the little more thing, that's, you know, it's, just let him have his voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. All kind of like the overlay, like a... Yeah, like the, the digital... Yeah, you're right. To build this war. It's like, you know, just, just let him speak. Yeah. I just kind of hear his voice. Because his voice doesn't sound like that from the other trailer when yeah. he first got it. it yeah, it's just very it's very soft. Yeah. And I understand that you need, you know, Apocalypse should have some sort of deep... Because in the menace. cartoon, he had that freaking terrifying voice that you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Uh. Well, you win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be a good movie just as much as yeah. Civil War and stuff like that. So I do expect to be a major plot twist with the villains because everybody's going to be too much concentrating on Cap and Iron Man that the villains are just going to come behind you and slit your throat when you're not looking at it. So I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that's what's going to happen. You know, yeah, really maybe. Maybe. I hope so. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I want a lot more fighting. I, hope, we'll I want a straight-up battle between these two. I want to see... Cap's mass broken. I want to see like him bleeding. I want to see Tony Stark's <laughs> armor just totally wrecked to crap. And uh. I'm, I'm hearing rumors that there's going to be three post credit sequences. Damn for this, but we'll know in like exactly five days from now, five. from this very time, which is at 10:35 p.m. Woo. That we will know the full story, yeah. and then we'll probably go see the movie again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How many times did we see uh, Winter Soldier? Was it? Like three times, three, four. I think it was three. Yeah, <laughs> so probably <laughs> since yeah. war, like the, definitely the same amount of times, maybe even more. And yeah, so, who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. But damn time, I have something to go see now. <laughs> yeah, April uh, was like a rough month mm-hmm. because there was nothing. Else. I saw Keanu, but we'll we'll talk about that and the in, podcast in tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, expect a podcast uh, after this one. Mm-hmm. We're finally getting to some stretch where we can finally talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a whole stack of news that we got to go yeah, through, Yeah, me too. too. I got uh, yeah. some video game news, too, as well, so that's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Um, I had, you know what? I lost my list. I did? For my Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. So I'm yeah. going to have to do this. D- don't worry about that, because I only have one character oh, chosen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I, when I updated my phone, I lost it, and I oh. put uh, keep on my... Um, the keep app on my thing, so mm-hmm. it erased everything. It's like Damn that's it. weird. That's really weird. Yeah. So okay. I'm, tra- I'm sorry, Traff. But <laughs> <laughs> so whose turn so is it? Pick? I I forget. Yeah. I really don't know. Ivy or me? One of one of the two. Yeah. yeah. But I think you'll like my category. All right. right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, until tomorrow, uh, we'll. I don't know if we should post these at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, maybe two after this, when we do the podcast, I'll post a picture of the comic books that you should get, and you'll see which ones that you know you need to get to get into the story of Civil yeah. War and stuff like that. So be posted for that too as well. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. This is uh, Jane John from the what's left of the Triskelion. Yep. And, uh, oh, look, there's a helicarrier. Mm. We should probably go. There's an eye patch. Who's right. an eye patch? Ah, it's, the- nah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We better All right. Go. We're trespassing. Yeah, we got to go. All right, peace. Bye. Geeks unite.